boy, oh boy, have the red pill has been eating each other alive. And it's been fun. It's been fun to watch it. Um, hope you guys are enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying it. Let's um let's let's get into it. I want to say thank you to all of my Patreon supporters who help support the channel. Also, I want to say thank you to my Twitch subscribers. Help the channel out by donating or go to Patreon.com. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, I don't know about... Okay, okay. I tried to play FF14, but I could not keep up with the subscription. And I actually didn't... Um, oh, I'm getting stunlocked. But I'll put it like this. The reason why I didn't, I, I'm not a big FF14 person is because, like, the monthly subscription it, it's one of those things that kind of pisses me off. But I think about it, like, I want to get back into Conan Exiles. Obviously, I've been playing God of War a lot. And um, I want to get into DCUO. But let's get into this. What the red pill philosophy gets wrong. Let's let's hear this shit out. Let me turn the speed up. This is an interesting conversation. Let's see what they're talking about. Let's go. Oh, yes, the, the Matrix. Okay, so what what did the Matrix what did the Matrix touch you? Did did okay, I'm sorry. Like the whole Redfield thing about the Matrix and shit like that, these are the same motherfuckers who are trying to spiritually convert to like either traditional Catholics or in some cases motherfucking Muslims. But let's look let's go, let's go. Um, it's interesting that these manly men, and this is like not to like shit on anybody's, you know, masculinity or sexuality. These manly men that claim to be, oh, this and that is gay or this and that is, is just like homophobic rants are led by some of the people that like, let's not forget that fucking Gavin McGinnis isn't 100% straight. Like he, 
I I don't know. And and then they're fucking losers. The only thing that they can actually do is just talk talk tough. You have people like Andrew Tate, where is he just manly because he's muscular? Like he's even said that he would um have sex with a, a trans woman. It's like y'all are really doing this shit. Like this is what I don't get about these red pill motherfuckers. Like they are literally just oh well this this person who's this person who I want to be like is like telling me this and it's just like wait 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 why don't you want to be the person you want to be around instead of somebody you want to be like I had to work in there it's kind of my catchphrase now but it's just like it's just like dog you you doing the thing man you are literally doing the thing that is extremely harmful. But, you know, red pill, right? Red pill. <sighs> so let's continue. Okay, so here's what my question is. Um, no, you can have mass movements of people. You can have mass movements of ideas. And a lot of people, I wouldn't say they're followers. That would be the wrong thing to actually accuse them of. A lot of people don't want to think separately on their own. Not in a sense where they think, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> tell me what to Tell me what to do, daddy, type shit. But... Like, a lot of people who just, they are incredibly, incredibly fearful, incredibly fearful to stick out, to be different. And, like, I guess when the red pill started, it started as this whole thing of, like, oh, yeah, I'm different. Until it wasn't, it was, until it was... I, I want to fit in like everybody else type shit. Like, that's what I see the red pill now. It's just like, I want to fit in with everybody else. They want to seem cool while doing it. It's just like, like, no, like, dude, like, no. You are doing a thing. You are really doing a thing. But let's let's continue. What? You just gonna throw out the JQ shit right away? Okay, wow. Okay, let's go. Dude, that's just capitalism. Like, for real. It's just capitalism. Like, I mean, like, I hate to be that guy, you know, but a lot of the shit is just fucking capitalism. 
Or am I doing it wrong? Am I doing it wrong? Let's go. Oh God, you guys didn't tell me that you can't hear the video. Oh God, I, we, we can't hear the video. I've been doing this for what? The last five, seven minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Um, There we go. I'm glad I checked this out. In reality. But lots of people believe that there's something wrong with society. And lots of people blame lots of different groups. So why has the idea of the red pill resonated so much with a certain type of person? Any constant chaos. Why do people like Andrew Tate and Logan Paul think it's a reliable reference to call upon when they get in some kind of trouble? Because they don't like taking accountability for their actions and they want to blame somebody else. That That's generally speaking what's going on with them. They, they literally just want to blame somebody else for their problems. That, that's that's it but let's go being red pilled goes several ways it can go to the subreddit rtrp uh, the red pill which argues that evolutionary psychology can give discontented young men the answers they need to respond to feminism but it might also lead to believing that a global paedophile ring is being operated from a pizza restaurant in washington and it can also lead to one of the original gamergators, Seattle for Truth, murdering his own father. But whichever direction the rabbit hole goes down, it always seems to go to the right. So before seeing just how far that... Okay, that's this is an interesting take on what the red pill is. Let, let's go, let's hear what they have to say. ...rabbit hole goes. I want to look at the relationship between being red pilled and the wider worldviews, ideologies, or conspiracies that the red pill offers release from. Because many believe in an inauthentic, manipulated, or just faulty social structure. Many think our institutions need reforming, or our cultural values determine what we think ideologically, or that schooling, or advertising, or capitalism in general indoctrinates us, moulds how we think in some way. So, what sets the red pill apart? I, want to I mean, like it does. I mean, like, and this is not some crazy ass conspiracy thing. No, it's really just our environment. What we grow up in, what we, I guess, what you can say, what we make basically have to deal with. I mean, like, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's not it's not that weird or not that different that our environment actually molds us and how we look at the world. Well, let's go. To look at how we might think about the social structures and belief systems that influence all of us. Ask if there's any possibility of transcending them, overcoming them, taking that red pill and living authentically. How can we know what the truth is? First, what is the matrix that the red pill seeks to free us from? In his book, Red Pill, Blue Pill, David Newert describes a conspiracy theory as, quote, a hypothetical explanation of historical or ongoing news events comprised of secret plots, usually of a nefarious nature, whose existence may or may not be factual. There are those who have seen through the conspiracy, then there are the rest, us drones, sheep, dupes, and fools. The problem, as Newert points out, is that some conspiracies turn out to be very real, People do conspire. Secretive plot. Okay. And this is one of the things that I, I kind of hate about 
with the age of the internet has actually given us where yes there are some quote-unquote conspiracies but is there these unreasonable ass conspiracies i think that's what gets me more than anything so let's let's see how it, it what else they have to say let's go what do exist the powerful do organize how then do we distinguish between a conspiracy and a theory Newitt says that real conspiracies have three limitations. They're often small in scope, they aim to achieve one or two ends, they're often short in time frame, and they often involve a limited number of participants. Watergate. Okay, yeah, no, the, and this is actually really, really helpful. Some big, grand, global conspiracy? What is it? What do they say? The best way to keep a secret between two people is to make sure one of them is dead that's a saying but and this is one of the things that i've asked like i know people who believe in conspiracy theories and i've asked them like what's this big if this big grand conspiracy conspiracy is to take over the world from people who already have tons of money and tons of power why would they need to do anything more? And it all boils down to because they're evil, yo. And it's just like, are they really? And I know I was watching um in here. I I will definitely defend Haplin's Razor. So, are there people who believe that? Are there really, really evil people? I doubt that. I think a lot of people actually have a belief in their life that I'm doing the right thing because I'm doing the right thing. And I know I was watching a Vaj video the other day where he's like, no, no, people are just evil. It's like, no, like, no. I think Haplin's razor, as it stands, is incomplete. I think that never attribute to malice, we can easily be attributed to stupidity, should also include, also, what can be easily attributed to cowardice and greed. When you start putting the, all of the rest of that piece together, you will actually see that when people do evil shit, they tend to do it because they don't realize how fucked up it is. Two, that they're fearful and scared as shit. So they think, anything to, to, to stop my fears, I'm going to do. Or... Shit, I need to get mine before they get theirs. And then it's not a sense of just like, oh, fuck these people. It's like, if these people were in my place, they'll be doing the goddamn same goddamn thing. So again, it turns out to be fear. It's a fear that somebody else is going to do the goddamn, same goddamn thing to them that you're, that you, that, uh, same goddamn thing that you're doing to them that you're going to, they, they want to do to you. Anyway, but let's continue. For example, had a single goal over a short period, and very few people knew about it. Contrary to this, conspiracy theories often hypothesize a grand plot involving thousands of people to manipulate large numbers of people over a long period of history. Modern conspiracies, Russell Murhead and Nancy Rosenblum also argue, seem to be thrown together from a spurious range of facts. They write, 
There is no punctilious demand for proofs, no exhaustive amassing of evidence, no dots revealed to form a pattern, no close examination of the operators plotting in the shadows. The new conspiracism dispenses with the burden of explanation. Instead, we have innuendo and verbal gesture. A lot of people are saying that. So what's the logic of the red pill? Is the matrix it's meant to escape from? So yeah, yeah, a lot of people say, people say this, people say this. Did you know this? Did you not, like, yeah, no, exactly, let's go. A conspiracy? Let's take a look at the Manosphere. The Manosphere is a loose collection of online spaces usually responding in some way to feminism, with views that range from mild to misogynistic. It contains groups like men's rights activists, men going their own way, and pickup artist communities. It's also the source of the Red Hill metaphor, and where you most frequently find it. Much of it is based on what some have called hegemonic masculinity, that men are, or should be, naturally dominant in society. Feminism, they say, has challenged this. On this view, there's a constellation of institutions, cultural beliefs, societal norms that includes public figures, films, and literature that creates a belief system. So here's the thing with this whole manosphere shit. And I've been watching a few people as of late. Now, I still think some of their views are fucked up. Um, but I have to admit, I can understand the era that they're coming in. Like, I can... You can tell there's like different ages of different mental spirit motherfuckers. There's the Gen Xers, the Gen Zers, and of course we have the fucking um the 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 fucking um of the millennials and the Gen Zers. So yeah, it's it's a difference between the the, the different groups per se. Like Gen Zers, they are Gen Xers. My fault. They have, they tend to be a little bit more shit. We don't believe in abuse like shit. We just call that Tuesday type motherfuckers. And it's like, really, dog? You don't, do, not, not the, you call that Tuesday. Uh, emotional abuse didn't happen. And then you have the millennials, high, um, where we still think like, you know what? This system is super fucked. And some of us, have had divorces in our lives, and we're just like, you know what? Fuck this system. Fuck this system in particular. Uh, um, and then you have the people who are just... I I don't know. Just like, they just see the, the younger people that haven't had a, hadn't had a relationship, and they just like, well, I'll never get that. And it's just like, dude, come on, like... A lot of these guys, a lot of these cats, they they would do better just thinking like, you know, all the world is trash. They would do better with thinking like, yeah, maybe um maybe we should think of it the the world in a different way. But no, they just wanna blame women. But let's go. And by the way, that's also what I wanted to say since I paused it. Um, there is no one standard for a man. I, I, I don't think a lot of these people get that. There is no one size fits all for a man. But let, let's go. ...that imposes itself on men's subjectivities, convincing them that the patriarchy has been oppressing women. Men internalize this false belief. The red pill truth is that male dominance is actually natural, either in certain contexts or outright. This is the true self that you can access.
At its most extreme, this is the result of a feminist conspiracy, or, according to the red-pilled subreddit, of a new female reproductive strategy. The red-pilled subreddit says, All of us have been taught how women have supposedly been oppressed throughout human existence. In reality, this narrative is entirely fabricated. It continues, We have arrived at a society where feminists feel that they are... And this is what I don't get about them either. It's like, it's like, wait, what? Like, what? Okay, there have only been a few matriarchal societies that has been widely publicized. Now, don't get me wrong. Throughout history, there have been a there have been a lot of egalitarian societies, but most of these cats only know of. I, I, I don't know. It just seems weird that they would have this idea, this this sense of like, all oh, the. The, the bitches are trying to get control of us. It's like, they just don't want to be treated. They want to have the same rights you do. What, what the fuck the problem is? But yeah, let's, let's go. Empowered, independent, and confident, despite being heavily dependent on taxes paid mostly by men, an unconstitutional shadow state that extracts alimony and child support from men. And it continues, men aren't born with these values, they're drummed into us from the cradle on by... Wait, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, and again, this is like a weird type of thing that I've seen. Um, you, you know a way that you, like, don't have to pay child support? Um, you don't break up with your, with your, with your, your girl, your chick. You, you gotta stay together. You build a healthy relationship. Like, that's one way. And if it's not healthy, then maybe you should not be together. Like, I, I don't get that part. Do you think, like, and I joke about this with friends of mine about a lot of these red pill guys. Um, the only reason why some of these guys want to get married, okay, aside from, like, the whole, um, we'll have a built-in, House nanny, um, housekeeping nanny, slave ro sex slave robot. It's that they don't want to try. They don't want to go out there and get rejected. They don't want to go out there and feel like they put themselves on the line to have somebody who actually liked them for them. They they want to just get one person and say, "Oh, I I did my." I did my college try. I only needed one person, and with me only needing one person, then um I don't have to worry about anybody else and it's just fucking weird to me. But yeah, let's let's go. Society, culture, our families, and most definitely by the women in our lives. Sorry, but that includes you too, Mum. Taking the red pill is to acknowledge this uncomfortable truth. Oh yeah, no, there there are a lot of guys who like not only like they will consider their mothers as whores. And I just I can't even do that one. Like shit, like I it's really, really weird. But let's go. Everything you've been taught is a lie. And it functions as a kind of triad. A dominant matrix of beliefs, for example, radical feminism, suppresses and denies my authentic individuality, which takes the form of, say, masculinity, and taking the red pill is a route 
a mode of knowledge that can help recover or find that authentic experience. This matrix framework comes up again and again in the history of philosophy. In ancient Greece, Plato framed it as a cave in which prisoners have been chained to a wall for their entire lives, seeing the shadow of things happening outside the cave on the wall in front of them. The philosopher, according to Socrates, can escape the cave and see the world for what it really is. Similarly, in the 17th century, Descartes asked how we could be sure what was true. How did he know that an evil demon wasn't deceiving him through his senses, distorting reality for him? How could he be sure that he wasn't dreaming? His answer was that he couldn't be sure of those things, but that even if there was an evil demon, or even if he was dreaming, there had to be a thinking thing to trick for that to be true in the first place. His thoughts then was what was true, what was real. Rationality was the path to truth. More recently, philosophers have framed it as a brain in a vat question. How can we know that we're not, like in the matrix, brains in vats with an exterior simulation hooked up to our nerve endings? What all of these thought experiments have in common is this dyadic structure of inauthentic versus authentic. And so this is the weird part about it. You just live your life as if you're living really. Like, that's how you live your life. That's just the simplest answer. You don't know. How do you not know you are Bosian brain, a brain that just formed in a nanosecond with a fabricated past in the depths of space with infinite knowledge? You don't know. So what you do is you live your life according to everything being real. real. And no, not the whole when everything is false, uh, when nothing is true, everything is false from the Assassin's Creed bullshit. It is literally just like, you have to treat the world as if you're living for real. We are not an inception. But let's go. Existence. And they all posit a question. How would you know what's true and what's not? They were formulating ways of thinking about the idea that the outside, exterior, objective world was mysterious, difficult to get to, that we might be being duped by something or someone. And they all have different versions of what truth, or in some cases, authenticity, is. Another philosopher of the Enlightenment, Johann Gottlieb Fichte, took Descartes' idea, but went much further. He argued that whether the exterior world is accessible, essentially whether we're being tricked or deceived or have faulty senses, doesn't really matter. And the reason we don't know is because we create our own experience. Yeah, it's just like, that's exactly what I was just saying. That's exactly what I was just saying. Why don't you just act like it is real? Why don't you just act like it is real? So, I, I don't know. Come on, let's go. Ourselves. We are the centre of our own universes. That input data we get from the senses doesn't actually come from without, but is produced by our actions, by the moving of our eyes, by our decision to listen or write or do or explore. Man isn't the measure of all things. Man is the maker of all things. He was following Immanuel Kant, who made the case that it isn't the matrix feeding us our experiences, but that we played an active role in coding our own experiences from the raw material that was fed to us from the outside world, what Kant called the thing in itself. Kant made a radical leap that emphasised the importance of the individual, that our world is what we make of it. He said, for example, that in picking up an object we construct our own knowledge of it. It's not given to us, 
I'm coding in data from my experience about the size of the object as I'm turning it, the colour as it shines in the light, and other knowledge I might have of it from elsewhere. He argued that the experience I have of basic So I think therefore I am type bullshit, yes, I know. And it's the whole thing of just why do that to yourself? Like why set yourself up as Why set yourself up as somebody who depends on the fact that things you, you see in here may not be real? But let's continue. Jets, and so everything is deeply personal. Victor took Kant's thoughts and ran with it. He told his students to look within, to have faith in themselves and their own worldviews and thoughts. This sounds commonplace to us today, but in Victor's time it was radical. He said that if we construct the objective world out there ourselves, then every action, every interpretation, every choice we make is imbued with a kind of absolute freedom. We are at the centre of our own universe. We are free from any matrix. He said things like, the eye posits itself absolutely. He called it self-activity. The eye generates its own experiences. It's not in a cave or a brain in a vat. It creates the cave. It creates the vat. Victor was much more influential in popular culture than he's given credit for now. At the time, admirers from across Europe flocked to see him lecture his radical theory. And so here's the thing about like something like this. I get it in uh, this is this is what like I wish a lot of these red pill guys would actually just deal with. Like if you believe that there is a matrix trying to control you. What are you doing about it? Because none of the guys I actually hear, they still treat their life like they're trying to play by the rules where, the, where they can win against the matrix instead of just like saying like, yo, this is fucked up. Let me actually, let me actually do something about that whole idea that the matrix is real type bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. All right, let's, let's go. This was the age of revolution, of freedom, of Napoleon, of romanticism. He told his students to, quote, attend to yourself, turn your eye away from all that surrounds you and in towards your inner self. Such is the first demand that philosophy imposes upon the student. We speak of nothing that's outside of you, but solely of yourself. The philosopher Rudiger Safransky writes that Victor wanted to spread among his listeners the desire to be an I. Not a complacent, sentimental, passive eye, however, but one that was dynamic, world-grounding, world-creating. It was a period deeply influenced by Rousseau's assertion that, myself alone, I know the feelings of my heart, and I know mankind. I am not made like any others I have seen. And Fichte said, echoing Napoleon's campaigns across Europe, that my will alone shall float audaciously and boldly over the wreckage of the universe. Victor was one of the first thinkers to posit something as truly central, the ego. And if you could find what was the core, what was at the centre of that ego, you could have something else that other philosophers... Alright, I didn't realise how deep in philosophy this was. This is interesting. I think I'm going to watch the rest of it off stream, but this is one of those things where a lot of these red pill guys actually just... I don't know. They missed the whole forest for the trees. It's like the whole thing about the missing wood. Um, 
stoicism is or nihilism is or existentialism is is really, really stupid and they have a shallow understanding of what these philosophies are mine isn't much deeper but it's a little bit deeper than oh bitch is bad anyway like share and subscribe and all that other good shit we're gonna cut this video segment here we're gonna move on to something else If I gave myself the power, where would I be? Was I?